Welcome to an audio teaching from Windsor Park Baptist Church in Auckland, New Zealand. If you would like to look at the message notes or see some questions for reflection that take their lead from today's teaching, head to our website, windsorpark.org.nz and head to the online tab where you'll see services and series and you can download different resources from there. Thanks for joining us and we hope you're encouraged by today's teaching. Welcome everyone. I hope that you are well and I'm excited to be joining you today. My name is Caleb. Today we are going to be diving into the Psalms and specifically looking at Psalm 22. We're also going to look at the idea of what the hymns are about. Particularly, it is well with my soul. Everybody loves a good hymn, right? Hymns have been a staple part of Christianity over many centuries. And as we reflect on the Christian faith, there are some massive amounts of tradition that have been poured into and come out of hymns. The question that I want to put to you today is when all seems lost, when everything goes wrong, when you are physically broken by your situation, how can you say, it is well with my soul? We have just reflected on Easter last weekend. Jesus himself says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Shouldn't Jesus be saying, it is well with my soul? His death on the cross means that he has achieved his purpose and the reason why he came to earth. It was to die for you and for me, right? Hold that thought and let's explore that in, in just a moment. Have you ever had everything just go wrong? Like when my children decided to throw eggs on the ground in my house and then the following day they decided to put food coloring on the ground and then again the next day after that they decided to put more eggs on the ground. Or more recently, our car has had so many things wrong with it that one thing after another had to be repaired and my bank account is not grateful for that. Have you ever just felt like everything that you are doing is going wrong in life? Maybe there's a couple of things that go wrong in a row. You can either think that there is no way of saying or this or maybe there's something that you need to hold on to hope for because you know that in that moment, everything could change. Well, let me tell you of a guy who despite everything going wrong, he held tight to his savior, knowing that everything could change in a moment because he put his hope in Jesus. Horatio G. Spafford, born 1828, a lawyer in Chicago, one wife, one son, four daughters. This man was the Job of his generation. His son tragically died of pneumonia. And shortly after, in 1871, the famous great Chicago fire consumed his entire fortune as he was highly invested in real estate. Wanting a break from all of the tragic things that had happened in his life in a, such a short season, Horatio decided to, to take his family to Europe. Because of some last minute business, he had to stay and he waited for the next boat. He sent his family on in front of him and you wouldn't believe it, but the boat crashes and sinks in 12 minutes. Horatio's wife is saved alone by a lifeboat. She lands in Wales and she sends a telegram to her husband saying, saved alone, what shall I do? A devastated Horatio immediately leaves to join his wife. Let's take stock for a moment. 
this man loses his one and only son. All of his financial gains are gone in almost the same breath. Then before he even has a chance to recover, he loses his not one, but four daughters. His wife is now on the other side of the world. Imagine what that is like. Imagine having literally everything stripped away from you and then having to travel a long, arduous journey by boat on the very route that your daughters had just been killed on. Absolutely devastating. On his journey over to Wales, as he passed by the site where the boat sank, the captain shouts to Horatio, this is where the boat went down. This is where your daughters lay. And in that moment, he wrote these words. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. As I've been preparing this message, I haven't been able to stop thinking about the fact that as a father of two handsome young boys and one beautiful little girl, saying it is well as I would stand over their grave, I just don't think that I could do it. Yet here is a man who has lost everything and he is still saying it is well with my soul. How? How can he say this? Can I encourage you that if you are going through a tough season right now, firstly, it's okay to not be okay. It's all right to be hurting. We've had a generation, particularly of men that have come through and we've been taught and that it's all about toughening up. Keep it together. You've got to be the head of the household. Be strong. And we need to make sure that we've got uh, you know, a heart of stone, no tears. But we are living in a new season, a new generation where it's okay to not be okay. That's why we've got counselors, pastors, prayer teams, support of family and friends. Don't get sucked into this harden up mentality. I cry all the time in front of my wife when I have moments where I'm overwhelmed, when I'm not doing all right. I need her support to get through and I'm not ashamed about that. Secondly, if you're going through a tough time, God is present with you in the middle of your pain. It doesn't mean that he's going to always stop the pain, that he might take it away immediately, but he is present. Psalm 34 verse 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He saves those who are crushed in spirit. Your heart might be shattered into a thousand pieces. And sometimes we may look through that lens of that broken heart and we see God doing the greatest miracles. He is speaking to the wind and the waves when your feet are falling below you and the waves are crashing around you. Jesus is extending a hand saying, I am with you. When I reflect on some of the challenging times that I've faced over the years, I think of one of my first seasons where uh, life just seemed to go, everything went wrong as a teenager. Uh, I've shared before, my mum, she got breast cancer. My grandfather passed away. I ended up in hospital multiple times within a year. Or, or another season where when the boys were first born, 
I remember we went to the pools and my son ended up rolling off the change table, landing on the ground, cracking his head on the ground, and he got blood on his brain. And I remember getting the scan results back and thinking, how could I say right now that it is well with my soul? So much was happening. So much was going on. Why? What's next? How will we ever get through this? Psalm 34 and those situations rang so true in my life. I felt so close to God, strong in my faith, not because I did more, not because I was a better Christian, but because God is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those that are crushed in spirit. I was crushed in spirit. I was broken. It was like God came and scooped me up like a father does in a child that's fallen over. God is always near during the good and the bad times. Who are you putting your hope and your trust in? Psalm 73, 28 says, But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your good deeds. So how does Horatio In this dark time, how is he able to pen these words, it is well with my soul? When everything says that it's, it's bad and when everything has gone wrong, when he doesn't feel close to God, when you tomorrow, you have to go back to work or you have to go this week and face the trials and the realities of your life. What about Jesus, the son of God who came to this earth falsely accused? beaten within the inch of his life, a crown of thorns placed on his head, made to carry the very cross that he would later die on, taking the weight of the sins of the world on his shoulders, a sacrifice for all. What about him? Would he have been able to say, it is well with my soul? Well, let's go back to that first scripture I read from Matthew 27. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of the most famous words of Jesus have ever left his mouth. But have you ever felt that before? Like God was forsaking you. Why have you left me, God? Out here in the cold to fend by myself. This final statement of Jesus, it sounds like he's lost his faith. But how could he? He's God. He can't lose faith in himself, right? If he doubts himself, why should I believe in him? Well, it shows his humanity and I would argue that he's not doubting himself. In fact, these famous words could almost arguably be, it is well with my soul. Let me show you. This is something that for years I really struggled with as a follower of Jesus. Even when I went to university and becoming a pastor, all of that, I struggled with this very passage and thought, I hope that I never have to preach on it. I remember Grant asked me on my first day here at Windsor Park, he said, what's a passage of scripture that you struggle with? I said, Psalm 22 and Matthew 27, my God, why have you forsaken me? But Jesus was a rabbi, a teacher And back in those days, it was an oral culture. And as we've been looking at in our series, Practicing the Way, in the Jewish system, we understand that all of these people would have understood the first five books of the Bible. They would have dedicated many of the Psalms, such as this one, to memory. A rabbi would speak 
and this first line of the psalm and everything follow, they would know to be true and they would know how to recite that too. So in our modern day context, we hear Jesus suffering and we potentially think that he is doubting his faith. But instead, what Jesus is teaching in this very moment of death, he is quoting scripture like only Jesus can. And as a matter of fact, he is quoting a prophetic messianic scripture. Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away? When I groan for help, every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night I lift my voice, but I find no relief. Yet you are holy, enthroned in the places uh, up high. Our ancestors trusted in you and you rescued them. They cried out for you and you saved them. They trusted in you and they were never disgraced. But I am a worm of a man. I am scorned. I am despised by all. Everyone who sees me mocks me. They sneer and shake their heads saying, Is this the one who he relies on, the Lord? Then let the Lord save him. If the Lord loves him so much, let the Lord rescue him. Sound familiar? It goes on like this in Psalm 22. For the first 21 verses, on and on, the struggles. But then there's a prophetic shift from 22 onwards. There is this shout of praise. There is this fact that it's, there's never been a loss of hope. You answered me, O Lord. I will proclaim your name to my brothers and my sisters. I will praise you among the assembly of people. Praise the Lord, all who fear him. Honor him, all you descendants of Jacob. Show him his reverence to all the descendants of Israel. And on and on it continues. Our children will also serve him. Future generations will hear about the wonders of our Lord. His righteous acts will be told to those who are not yet born. They will hear of every good thing that he has done. There is a real joy that I get every time I read this passage. This is how we are to live our lives. When all seems lost, when everything is going wrong, when we feel abandoned, when we feel physically broken by our situation, we can say, it is well with my soul. This is how. God is faithful. Let us believe it. Let us declare it. We we don't need to lose hope. He has already done it before He's a miracle working God. He will do it again for you, no matter the situation. Despite what's going on, we need to trust in God. The disciples saw him work miracles every single day, and yet they still were scared when they faced the winds and the waves. He was asleep in the back of their boat, yet Jesus gets up and he speaks to the winds and the waves. He is doing the same in your life today. Keep your eyes focused on him. Don't be anxious about anything, but in all things, Scripture says, present your requests to Him with prayer, petition, and thanksgiving. Look at Horatio, 
a man who had literally lost it all. He knew God was faithful despite his situation. He declared, whatever my lot, it is well with my soul. Our culture says, live by your feelings. You do you. But in a season where you're overwhelmed, I think often we focus on how we feel. We feel overcome. So we are hurt. We are broken. And it took me a long time to realize that it's not about how we feel but it's about what we know. I may feel broken, but I know that God is faithful. I may feel like I've been abandoned, but I know that God is close to the brokenhearted. I may feel like my enemies are surrounding me, but I know that He will answer my prayer, that He has done it before, He will do it again. One thing I noticed in this week of preparation is that although Psalm 22 has one of the most significant hardships and is pointing to Jesus dying on a cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It is followed by the next chapter, Psalm 23, one of the most encouraging Psalms, one of protection, of provision, of rest. It's a promise. What I'm reminded about as I see these two nestled together is what Grant told us last week. He said, every storm runs out of rain. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Despite the situation and the season that you might be in, can I tell you, practice declaring it is well with my soul. Remember, it's okay not to be okay. God is present in the middle of your storm. The storm might look different to the person next to you. Despite the storm, the challenges of life. How can you rely on God, trusting in Him regardless of how you feel? To finish today, we are going to listen to the song, It Is Well With My Soul. You may not know the words of the song. You may know them like the back of your hand. But can I encourage you, consider your situation and let the words of this song be a declaration of your heart. Sing along if you want. And let the words permeate your heart. Maybe you want to get on your knees in hopeful surrender as the words are spoken. Because right now you just aren't in a place where you can sing those words. Maybe one day you hope to. Wherever you are at, would these words get inside your spirit? From the countless generations who have sung them before us to the countless generations that will sing them beyond us. I pray Whatever your lot in life, whatever is going on, whether it is peace or sorrow, may you be able to declare, because of Jesus Christ, it is well with your soul. When peace like a river
Thank you for joining our audio teaching today. If there are ways that we can continue to support you or help you in your journey, please reach out to us. Head to our website, windsorpark.org.nz, and you'll find various ways to contact us. God bless.